Hey everyone, how you doing? It's Peter here and it's time for the PDG Advertising Podcast episode 30. Where we have 30 episodes of the PDG Advertising Podcast and it's been quite a journey. Today is the Monday the 3rd of June 2019. President Trump is in the UK and it is a mixed bag of a day here in Belfast. One minute it's sunny, next minute it is lashing down rain. Let's get into the podcast. So today kicked off with our morning meeting as it always do, does, does, does. And it was a great morning meeting where we took some time to go through all of our customers and all of our tasks that we have to do and if you were listening or watching or connected to our social media accounts today we posted a lot about tactics versus strategy and today's Monday morning meeting was definitely full of tactics but we took the time to add in strategy in there as well and we looked at where we want to be in a month. Um, I, I can't think far enough ahead of where we want to be in five years. <laughs> I'm laughing. I look forward to looking back on this podcast and seeing where we are in five years, whether we are ahead or, or behind. Uh, so I know we'll be ahead unless something um, takes me out of commission or takes the business completely out of commission. We will be way, way, way ahead. Um, but we we looked at a couple of points in terms of growth and we decided on the amount of customers that we want to have by the end of the month. And what that meant was we really have to consider what we're doing and how many people we're getting in front of and how many um, pieces of business we're pitching for. And that is very important. So it was a great meeting and puts us in a great position to be on the same page to build in more customers into our overall picture with the other goal of bringing on a new person. So Anthony and I sitting looking at each other in the office all day is getting old apparently. <laughs> um, no, it, it's, a, it's a good team and we'll, uh, we'll expand to it. We'll expand it soon. And it's really exciting that we'll have another person coming on board. So I guess the short-term goal is to bring on a couple more customers, customers that we want to bring on, and then straight away look to bringing on another person, and then we'll be even stronger. And we're always developing processes, always developing the processes that we have internally to um, support that extra customer growth and also to support that team member growth as well. Um, we're, we're becoming powerful, but imagine how much more powerful we'll be whenever we are three and not two. So that's really exciting and a great start to Monday. One of our first tasks to execute, and this is quite tactical, was to run through a recent website development. So. If you've been following the podcast, you'll know that our website development process is as such, where we get the brief from the customer, where we have it designed up, where we get approval from the customer on how it's designed, 
when we get that approval, we hand it over to the developer. Whenever the developer develops it up, we take a moment and we look at it internally to make sure it matches the design. I have never seen a web developer match a design particularly well, um, even some of the top ones that I've worked with. It has to do with whenever we view it on a certain um, internet browser or laptop or resolution that it ends up being lost in translation the um the design into the actual reality of the web development so what we do as a quality check in there is we sit and we look at the website and we consider what would be good for the user so in this we filled two pages worth of corrections and those have been sent over to the developer now to be um, corrected so this customer is expecting this website to be ready in the middle of June it is the 3rd of June today we could potentially have this ready for the 7th of June on Friday I don't want to promise that to the customer just yet but that's where we're going with it that's how ahead we are right now which is good and I'm really pleased about that but it was nice to be able to sit and take that um, moment to go over how the website looks and then to feed back to the, the developer. Got to tell you something, this developer that we're working with, really polite. <laughs> it's nice whenever someone you're working with is really polite. And sometimes you come across people that are super, super polite. And this guy is really polite and it makes everything, everything easier. So and really quick to get back and quick to respond. So that's awesome. And I look forward to seeing how uh, the corrections come back. Yeah, so when I mentioned at the top of the podcast that we're um, bringing in more customers now, I guess that it's important to share that part of the process as well. Um, How are we going to get these additional customers? We have a lot of customers that come to us now, but some of them aren't really qualified to come to us we can't we can't qualify them in because of you know so many different reasons some of them are budgetary some of them are just the product doesn't work or it's not good or or we don't see how we can sell it um sometimes the product's awesome but their profit margins just aren't right so what's in our immediate future is um qualifying those a lot more I think about a week ago I said we're not looking for any new customers at the moment Um, and that was a week ago but that was after a week of you know calmness and setting up everything correctly so now that we've done that ready to ready to get in front of new people and we're in a good position to to do that so I look forward to um, seeing how that goes and I'll keep you updated as to how that that goes our sales process is likely to be outreach and get in touch with people that we think that we can help to start off with um there's likely to be a lot of that via email there's likely to be we can't i can't get in front of the people in the same way and i don't know if i'd want to um you know for example if i was to go out to these companies (laughs) or go to events that they're likely to be at i don't think that i can get the same scale as i can on email marketing at the moment um or on outreach via social media. So I think that's the route that route that we're going to go down. Um, there's going to be a little bit of Facebook advertising. There's going to be a little bit of Google advertising. Over the next week, two weeks or so, 
there's going to be a lot of outreach and a lot of push that will eventually drive people uh, towards us. I've got a feeling that there will be a fair amount of um, filtering going on because I don't like thinking of sales as a numbers game. I don't like thinking of a shotgun approach where we just blast out, you know, a whole bunch of um, a whole bunch of emails or a whole bunch of um, adverts and that, and then just pull people in. But but it can be a little bit like that. So we try to push out as much targeted messages and if possible to the to the most targeted people but at times it takes maybe you know 10 potential customers to turn into one um and that's just the way of the world and the way the way things are and um, we're gonna have to look at that sales process in the future maybe with a salesperson or something like that but right now we're not that big so um that's just how we're gonna do it and how we're gonna roll for the next um little while and I'll keep you updated as to how those uh, sales and how that search for the sales is going. heard something really cool today on BBC Radio Ulster. Um, it's a station that I often listen to and it was uh, like a 60 gun salute for Trump being in the UK. Sitting listening to it and there was this every so often there was this pew, pew, and it sounded like well it sounded like a gun being <laughs> In fact, because that's what it was. I don't know whether it was a cannon or not. But the commentator was talking about the Trump visit. And just in the background, every 10 seconds or so, there was, or maybe 30 seconds, there was a deafening gunshot. And on the radio, it was so dramatic. It was it made everything that people said more intense. And it was really interesting that, that's, um, that that was broadcast in the way that it was. I heard the radio presenters laughing about it, and I, I think they were laughing about it anyway, or they're laughing about something else. But to me, it was really, really funny because whenever someone would make a point, there'd be this deathly gunshot. Um, I found that really interesting. How are we going to work that into marketing somehow? Um, I think that's a type of marketing now where, where, where people are creating adverts that appeal to the senses more. Um, I saw a company do it really, really well. I, I think they're called Goo or New. They're a chocolate company. And what they did was they did, they created an advert on, it was on like, t, it was a TV advert and it didn't have the product in it until the very end. And the advert, all, all the advert did was it showed things that were really annoying, like someone's label being out at the back or a cake being sliced in a square instead of that nice triangle shape. Um, all these awkward things on the TV that you just couldn't look away from, but you knew that it was really annoying. Um, and then at the end, it showed the product. It was a lovely chocolate um, chocolate cake. Uh, it's actually just making me hungry. But the point was that it's appealing to the senses and it's saying, this is annoying, this doesn't feel right, this is weird. And um, that's what people people do now. And I, I'll bet that that's something that comes into our advertising soon. Um, feel and sensory style advertising. And I look forward to that happening. We had a really interesting interaction with a customer today. Um, a long-standing customer of ours. Um, South Africa-based customer. And he said something really important. He is bringing on a new, this customer has several units throughout South Africa. So several local businesses throughout South Africa. And they also have a, a large corporate presence as well. 
But what happens sometimes is they buy new units, so they buy new local businesses, and purposely not giving away the name of what the business is and what they do, um, because if you were listening to to this, you could probably trace back and find out who they were. And we're not that open just yet. We will be. Um, if you if you trust me and you bear with us for a while, there will be a time whenever we you know say who we're working with in more detail. Um, this business is like a mothership business with you know several smaller ships. Um, uh, as satellites around the corporate brand so sometimes they bring on new satellites and new smaller businesses under the overall umbrella and they're doing that now but the customer did really well they described the onboarding as we need to bring this new school into our ecosystem and the word ecosystem just floats my boat i understand that we work in ecosystems and I understand that my customers' businesses are ecosystems. I understand that the relationship between me and my customer is an ecosystem. I understand that the PDG advertising office is an ecosystem. And I, I understand that and, and it really hits a chord for me because an ecosystem is a hell of an important place to be and a hell of an important place to nurture and a place that you can really get wrong by having the wrong people in it, by having the wrong decor in it, by having the wrong temperature, by having the wrong amount of sunlight, by having the wrong amount of Wi-Fi. Um, so that little piece of, that little bit of communication that happened today about a customer talking about the ecosystem, that was really important because that tells me that we are on the same page with that customer, that that customer recognizes that it's an ecosystem and that we are working to make it a better ecosystem for that customer and other customers as well. So that was really important. I really enjoyed that. And I look forward to more little micro interactions like that in the future. Yeah, another thing happened today. I don't know if you remember, but a few podcasts ago for all our regular listeners out there, um, we talked about how some of our contractor customers were Making, making things difficult, well, that might have came across a little bit wrong. I didn't mean they were making things difficult or that they weren't doing a good job because they're doing an incredible job. If anybody has worked with me for more than a week, then they are doing an insanely good job because I'm hypercritical and I, I just want the absolute best. So this particular contractor has been working with me for, you know, maybe a few months at this point and they're just doing an incredible job. But what happened was they followed my advice in terms of, Keep things simple. Don't do things that complicate things. Don't assume things. Just focus on the goal, focus on the user, focus on what you're trying to do, and don't bring in 10 different things to complicate everything. That has garnered results. Um, the particular results that I'm talking about, we are dominating Google Shopping for a particular um, set of products, a particular couple of categories, and it's it's only we're only scratching the surface with it, and we've seen a in an increase in revenue, and just this really strong lift in terms of ROAS for this customer. I got really excited a while ago. This customer made three hundred and thirty three times ROAS. I don't know any other business that can do that that has done that for a business, but this customer has been consistently, excuse me, over fifty ROAS. Um, 
since we started our campaigns. Um, this is going to be a runaway success. This is going to be one that wins awards. This is going to be a very, very strong case study for PDG advertising. But forget all that. It's going to help the customer that trusted us in the first place and made sure that we were their advertising agency. So never mind this podcast, never mind all of the things that we're doing, never mind the growth, never mind new customer bringing on. I'm happy about that. I think that we have done what we said we would. I think I have done what I said I would. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that um, runs. But I'm also I'm also pleased that the person that was complicating things has learned whenever you keep things simple that you can see results and you can get results. Um, so that was really awesome. Hey, something that came up today was uh, the launch of 5G has happened in the UK. I um, my phone is my my phone is not. I, it couldn't be 5G. It's like a Samsung S6 or S7 or, or something like that, and. I need a new one, a new phone, because this phone is, um, it has screen burn on it for a start. So uh, let me sort of take a step back because the um, laptop that I use, um, you don't know it until you look at something else, but it's really dull and I need need to get that upgraded because it's just, it's not a good display. It's relatively fast and it works well and it's hardwiring but it's not a great um display at, at all but whenever you're, i used to look at my phone it's like oh my goodness that's what that color actually is it's really vibrant and bright it might be something to do with the backlight or something like that but anyway there is no screen burn on the phone i think i have my brightness way way up but it means that it is imprinted and burned into the screen some of the icons so whenever i'm looking at something i can see like a ghost of the icons on the phone which which really is not good and i don't like it so I'm going to need to um, get it changed at some point. But when I do, I'm looking forward to doing it to a 5G phone um, where I get faster internet speeds and hopefully GIFGAF by the time <laughs> my provider is um, ready to uh, accommodate that with a SIM or something like that. I don't know how it all works. But why is it important? Why is 5G important? And I, as I understand it, it means everything can be faster. It means that there's the potential for less delay in terms of internet. I'm not sure if it's anything to do with Wi-Fi networks or anything like that. I think it's satellites um, or it's radio transmitters or something like that. But the, what, what, I've, what I've learned from it, it means that the internet of things can be faster. So there is more opportunity for... Um, there, there's less time being wasted and I know that whenever I am out and about and I upload stuff I know sometimes it doesn't uh, it takes a while to upload um, and it doesn't work as as well especially things like video there's there's always this like waiting thing and if you think back to like whenever phones were just e or edge the amount of time you waited on the inter- waited for the internet to load it was pretty annoying and it took time and it I bet it slowed things down but now 5g will mean you know uploading video taking um well taking videos always easy but uploading videos for sure down downloading video i don't think takes so long now but definitely uploading video so what i predict for 5g is that it will enable more content producers on the go and um, with their phones to be able to upload on the go so i think what we'll see is 
goodness me, more videos being created on the spot, more things happening like that on ad hoc and in situ. So that'll happen more. It'll be uploaded quicker and the that, that will happen. So the other thing is that other what networks that require um, high speed internet to work and work well will be um, available. I've got a feeling that here in the UK that um, transport will get better. I've got a feeling that 5G will hook up with that and make that better so that we understand where things are um, and we're able to track things and we'll be able to plan our journeys a little bit better. I, I think that's going to be one of the advantages and I'm sure that there are more advantages but that's just one that I can think of right now. So that's really exciting and I look forward to having a 5G phone but I also look forward to us living in a in a 5G in a 5G world. And who knows what's after that? Like what what would be faster than being able what what would be faster than being able to, what would be better and what's the next step from that because assuming there's always a next step but goodness no I don't know what it is. Um and I suppose that it enables us to dream and to think what that next step will be. Something that was very interesting in our meeting today, whenever we were talking about our goals and getting some new customers, um, I said to, said to Anna that I'm very determined that we meet that goal. And I am really determined and I want us to create a culture of being determined um, to, create, to, to meet that. And I haven't been able to, I don't know what it is, but I haven't been able to think about anything since. Um, meeting about meeting that goal. Whenever I put, whenever I've got something in my mind that I want to do, it's very hard for me to think about anything else. And I really appreciate that about myself. So I look forward to um, seeing how we can we can grow our our customer list. Um, who knows who they'll be? Who knows what industry that they'll be in? There was a lead today in that came in today that was very very interesting in the health health niche, and um, that that could be one that grows it. But that determination is very important. And I don't know where it comes from in me, but it it does, it is there. And I, I'll i keep you updated as to how that's going. And finally, the very last thing to update you on was I lost my red pen today, every day. <laughs> every day in my book. So to give you an idea of my process, I take down everything I need to do in a little book. Um, I have every day I open up both pages. It's probably a waste of paper because I think only about half of it gets used. So I need to rethink that. Um, but I put down the title, PDG Advertising, and usually there's a focus. Sometimes it's business focus, sometimes it's customer focus, sometimes it's team focus, and sometimes it's a leadership focus. And then at the top corner, I put the date, and then over on the other page, I put podcast ideas. So anything that comes up during the week uh, happens there. And I, <laughs> I lost my red pen. I always underline it with a red pen. I don't know why, but I always, always, always do. Today, I lost my red pen. And I had to underline it with a bright pink pen. Just pick whatever pen was closest to red and pink. And this neon pink has been rocking my world all day. It is bright and it has added a new dimension to my, um, to my planning, planning list. And if you didn't think you had enough useless information coming at you, there is a little bit, there is a little bit more. Peter Doak's neon pink pen. <laughs> uh, okay. That is everything from the PDG Advertising Podcast today. I really appreciate you um, listening. Um, I really appreciate you uh, putting that putting the comment under our YouTube channel and you know who you are. Um, so more comments, more questions, more likes. 
any shares would be appreciated get in touch if there's anything you want us to go over on the podcast and i look forward to uh tomorrow's and the rest of the week's uh episodes um of the pdg advertising podcast that was episode 30 and tomorrow we'll be doing episode 31